0: Last Wednesday, I had to stand down 12 beautiful people that have been working with me on my Qantas project. Um, Social distancing 1.5 metres came out. By Friday, it was one person per square, four metres. By Sunday, we were closed. Um, Extraordinary times.
1: This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. The COVID-19 pandemic has altered our lives, perhaps forever. It's not the end of the world, folks, but damn, it feels like it at times. Um, this podcast is raw, real. We're doing it on the, on the fly, but hopefully uh, we can get a bit of a laugh and give you a bit of hope too, because God damn it, we need it. I've got one of Australia's culinary legends with me. We're obviously not together. Uh, I'm in my lounge room and Neil's in Sydney. Um, Neil Perry, what the hell happened?
0: Mate, it's incredible, isn't it? Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were watching the amazing women's T20 cricket team win the World Cup. Um, and the next minute, it was uh, extraordinary. I mean, <clears throat> last Wednesday, I had to stand down 12 beautiful people that have been working with me on my Qantas project um, until our Qantas contract restarts again when they start flying. That was Wednesday um social distancing 1.5 meters came out by friday it was one person per square four meters by sunday we were closed um extraordinary times
1: the most extraordinary week like we've we've watched this sort of well it hasn't been called a pandemic until sort of more recently but we've watched it happen globally and then we just it just we just weren't ready for it it just that week was just it felt like a year can you tell us how it sort of unfolded from your perspective? You have so many restaurants and, you know, like, when did you start noticing the change?
0: Oh, look, honestly, the week before last, um, we were trading probably 10% down on last year, um, doing really, really well with all things considered. Um, the social distancing and and the, 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 the message to the public um, last week was uh, to be very careful and we saw... Um, Turnover drop by uh, you know just extraordinary seventy percent um, we we got through last week where where it would have been probably worthwhile opening Rockpool and a few other other restaurants not all of them um, but the decision was made obviously on, on on Sunday night by the government to to close down the uh, close down the restaurant industry and, and look you know I, I'm pragmatically sitting here um, thinking why aren't we closing down all industries and sending everybody home except for essential services and hunkering down for a period of time so we can get out the other end, um, you know, sooner rather than later uh, would be my my view.
1: I think you're 100% right. I mean, I think, you know, people aren't taking notice of of the shutdown and, you know, the, I think the messaging from the government has been a little bit confusing um, and unfortunately the impact for so many Australians has just been swift and completely brutal and, you um, you know, like you, for you, how many staff do you employ and what sort of impact has it had on, on all of them?
0: Well, Qantas, uh, a dozen, and, and I, I had to stand them down. And and, um, and in the Rockpool Dining Group, 3,000, and we've had to make that decision as well. There's just really HR and uh, a couple of other people at head office who are dealing with all the conversations and, that need to be had to help people through this um, one of the things as we mothballed Rockpool and Spice and Rosetta and same in Melbourne is, you know, we got everybody online and uh, we got everybody on the phone and we chatted to them and, 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 you know, tried to sort of say, you know, stay positive. We, we love you. You're the most important people in our lives, our incredible staff. And, um, you know, we will come through this. And when we open, we want, we want you all selfishly all back. And I know some will have to go and do other things, but, I think a lot of us are just going to end up locked up in our house. So, you know, what support can the government give to everyone? They've come out with a a, a certain amount of support. How much support can they give to business? Again, there's been a certain amount, but this virus is indiscriminate and it's going to attack everybody in every age group and it's going to be fatal for some and and others are going to recover. But the economy um, is going to need to be guided by the governments of this country and you know, businesses like ours, which are very cash flow driven, and that's most businesses around the, world, around the world and around Australia, really rely on funds you know, continuing to flow. So we're going to need, um, whether small, medium or, 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 or large, uh, we're going to need as businesses, we're going to need um, cash flow injections to get to the other side and to be able to open up and make sure that we've only got 5% unemployment rather than 25% unemployment.
1: Yeah, I mean you've you've been around a long time. I mean you're only marginally older than me, but um you've experienced a lot of uh, ups and peaks and troughs in the industry.
0: Yeah, mate. I mean look, I started in the business in 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 1976, and and you know we've seen sort of um, RBT and FBT and and um, uh, you know various various things that have attacked the the restaurant industry, GST, um, moving through to SARS, MERS in the airline business, um, Asian financial crisis, GFC, um, Tsunami, uh, you know all these extraordinary you know, 9-11, all these extraordinary world events that have had an impact on our fellow restaurateurs around the world as well as here in Australia, nothing has ever prepared me to pack up my restaurants and walk away never knowing when I'll be able to reopen
1: them. How how does it make you feel?
0: Um, look, it, it 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 really it really made me feel incredibly sad and, and for for my people because I love them so much and I try to support them and try to help them grow and, and you know we work work through so many things together. Um, and and then it just made me resilient because i I've, I've got to get to the other end. Um, Our businesses have got to get to the other end. We've got to get these young kids back in jobs. We've got to get them working. We've got to get them giving beautiful hospitality. We've got to bring back the tourism industry at some stage. I mean, you know, Qantas has got to fly again and and we've got to bring back socializing and and a love of of Irv for life. Um, But, of course, we have to do that responsibly. So it can only happen at the end of this experience.
1: All these things, you know, really epitomise the industry. You know, it's such a people-driven industry, and people are so passionate. And, you know, like I've I've had a career writing about these incredibly talented people and the sort of cultural um, gift that they give to our country. You know, like, what, why did you get into hospitality, and what do you love about it?
0: Well, mate, I really fell into it, sort of just sort of um, taking a gap year, and, and I started working as a waiter to to, to, to make some money. Um, to travel overseas, uh, and I and I and I think it was about the third night I was working. I, I you know I just fell in love with it. I I, I realized I found something that I really enjoyed doing, um, and I really enjoyed the camaraderie and the and the and the and the social aspect, and also just that verb for life that that restaurant people have. Um, and that was a long time ago, and you know you know in a galaxy far far away, really from where we are today, but. Um, it was still an extraordinary time. You had more of a mullet then, did you? <laughs> yes, yeah, I did. I think I think you had more of a mullet. I,
1: I certainly had a mullet back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. I did, and and <laughs> back in the seventies, man, it was absolutely and uh, and certainly, uh, you know, working front of house and running restaurants and bars and 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 sort of being responsible for people, which I did from a very early age. I was sort of an assistant manager from. 19. Um, and then coming into the kitchen at, at, at 25, and again being responsible at, at, at you know, the end of, end of my 25th year for, for running a kitchen. And, and um, you know, ever since, I suppose. Well, I think a lot
1: of people don't know that about you.
0: No, the front of house part, you mean? or the. Yeah,
1: definitely. And then.
0: Oh, well, I think it gives me a, a very balanced view. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I think it gives me the view of being a restaurateur. I think you know, rather than just considering myself a chef.
1: Oh, absolutely. But um, you know, there's there's we, we talk about hospital, and there's a lot of emotion about restaurants closing, which is horrendous. Um, yeah. but you've always been the chef that talks a talk and walks a walk with producers and suppliers, and you know they're really hurt yeah. too, and um. You know oh, like absolutely. If there's yeah. anyone in this country that's championed producers, it's you. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about this because it's not really public, but remember when we we're on that boat in Spencer Gulf and um <laughs> unfortunately we were, yes. we were prawn fishing. <laughs> and unfortunately you and were I was green. the only one that didn't take <laughs> Yes. You were the only one that didn't take the seasickness pill. Actually you and the video guy. <laughs> and um Yeah, yeah, we were both brook. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, but oh, you know that right. sort of commitment. We spent uh, overnight on the boat, you know, a whole team of us, and like I had the pill and I was still yeah. broke. But, um, you it know, like good. your commitment to get out there on the boat and um and you still filmed the video. I mean, you you're a little bit pale in it, but <laughs> but you know your commitment <laughs> to Australian produce is um is extraordinary. And um, how how do you you know can you tell us a bit about what they're going through at the moment? And have you had any connect discussions with producers and suppliers and
0: I have, mate. I have. I've I've rung all of our real key small suppliers and and medium to large, and and had a personal conversation with them and talked about the fact that we'll be back supporting them um, as soon as we can, and talking to some of them about the, you know the, the 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 retail opportunities that are out there. People have still got to eat, um, and I and I hope when they close um, all of us down and but keep essentials uh, uh, open, that they've still got those. Those um, you know, green grocers and 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 you know the Vix Meats of this world and the and and the, the the small fishmongers and and so forth and they don't and they don't just shut it out and, and make us all shop at supermarkets because all all these really awesome small suppliers find a home um, through those specialty uh, purveyors and and it's really important that that we do find a home for. us. I mean, you know, all these incredible small vegetable suppliers and and and, and handline fishermen and and, and small um, small free free range and organic chicken and pork uh, rarers they their 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 total focus is on 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 the great restaurants of Australia and so now we unfortunately can't help support them for a period of time but I hope their great product finds its way into um, the retail um, opportunities that that some of our great purveyors have got out there so I would suggest that um, you know, I don't know what online and deliveries and things are happening with a feathers and bone, or or two providors, or um, uh, uh out at, at Victor Churchill, and and the various De Costis and these guys. But it'd be really worth or, or sticks farms out in the in the on the um, uh, beautiful Hawkesbury River. But it'd be worth kind of you know trawling through websites and seeing who who is doing um, box produce to to people in Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide. Um, Brisbane and, and, and obviously Perth, uh, Hobart, you know, all of our small producers um, need, need supporting through this. I mean, mate, we all live very hand to mouth in the business, and no matter how big or small we are, we tend to really look at cash flow as being uh, how we run our businesses. And of course, when cash comes to a complete grinding halt coming in and, and uh, it doesn't come to a halt going out, Uh, all all businesses find themselves in the predicament of insolvency. So so we are looking at, without government support, not only unemployment but insolvencies in businesses that will never come back after this horrific experience that we're going through unless the government supports us through it.
1: It's true. You know, one of the amazing things that has happened from this is, you know, Um, depressing and sad as it can be is that you know Australians have an amazing ability to adapt and evolve and innovate and the pivoting that's been happening in the industry to try and save their business and save save staff with doing those sort of things with delivery boxes and people changing to takeaway and then creating um a little shopping centers in there you know like um you know supplying milk and coffee yeah you know it's just extraordinary And from from your perception you know what are the main difficulties and Challenges, do you think, in the sort of coming months?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's going to be consumer confidence, mate. So, so as we as we all hunker down, we're going to become more and more um, paranoid, I guess, for for very good reason. Um, and the only way we can stop this this thing and get open is to stop the curve. Um, I mean, I think definitively, uh, if if our brilliant scientists who are working around the globe can find. Um, either a vaccine or a cure, and or both. And I and I and I believe around the world, not so much on vaccine, but on cure, um, they're getting closer and closer. Because again, these brilliant people. Um, I mean, you know, you and I have both lived through a, an age in the, in around this world where some of our most talented and brilliant people died of of that terrible AIDS um, virus. And 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 through their brilliance, you know, AIDS is no longer a death sentence. As a matter of fact, you know, many many people live their entire life with AIDS now. And I believe that a lot of the drugs that they're experimenting with through that, that have already got um, you know approval through the authorities, uh, are having some good effect on this virus. So when we get a cure, we we will will really start to to, to change the dynamic of what we're able to do. Because if we can cure vulnerable people, um, we can then let the virus run a little bit more, I suppose. So we're really hanging out for that cure or vaccine. Um, But importantly, what we need to do is as a, as a group, I suppose, take uh, a lot of responsibility. And I've talked to my staff a lot about this. So, you know, I mean, the government's talking about it. Be aware, great hygiene. I mean, I've never washed my hands so often, um, sanitized my hands so often, um, and been paranoid about wiping my phone and, 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 and steering wheel down. But nothing is gonna stop me from going and having a coffee at, at room 10 in the morning to support Andrew um, or, or, or going and buying a loaf of Iggy's bread or a, a great piece of meat from Victor Churchill until Iggy stops baking or, 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 they, or they close their doors because I think it's important that we do turn our focus to now what we can do with small business and, and we have to support their products um, and we just have to be very careful when we go out and we have to uh, practice social distancing and, and we have to be aware that there's an unseen um, danger out there but we, but we can't become so paranoid that we 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 just don't leave our homes
1: totally so um you know as arguably the most influential restaurateur australia has ever had um, you know, I don't want to blow smoke up your ass there, but, but you're very influential. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: but um, That's just look, another, that's what, a premise I mean? of saying I'm just just bloody old, isn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. Well, I didn't want to say it. You know, I got the mullet joke in, but you know, I, think that was, that was, I
0: thought
1: that was enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. Um, look, what, what would you say to industry? You know, I mean, you have been through tough times, and obviously, this is extraordinarily different, difficult circumstances, and unprecedented. But I mean, what would you say to the people that have lost their jobs, or you know, people that are still fighting? You know, what you know, what would you say to them?
0: Well, mate, I'd just say hunker down, do what you can to get whatever government assistance is out there, and let me tell you, Hutch, you know, wherever it sits at the moment. Look, don't be surprised in, by September if there's nearly a trillion dollars up for, for, for grabs because we are going to have to support everything going forward. So I would say hunker down, you know, get on to whatever benefits you can, have a look as it unfolds. I mean, they're talking about rent relief um, currently for both commercial and residential. I mean, all of these things, utilities, um, electricity, gas, everything is going to have to um, bend. I mean, you know, we're already seeing the bank support um uh not interest holidays yet but certainly repayment holidays to those that have lost their jobs or in difficult times or businesses um that have mortgages so i i would say it isn't the end of the world i think the australian people are great um people are fantastic around the world and, and resilient and we and we will come back from this although at the moment it seems like the darkest of times but at the end we have to be ready to start up and create jobs and create great experiences and come out of this so that we are ready to socialize and create hospitality and and welcome tourists back into our country at some stage. And I would say to every young person in the business and every restaurateur out there that is absolutely wondering if they're going to make it, just push as hard as you can. Take every level of assistance that you possibly can um, from government and others and let's get to the other end and get this country open for business again.
1: Yeah, amazing. Um, Neil, I think um, you're always, one of the things that's always um, inspired me is that you always believe, you always have a posit- positive belief in things. You always back things. Um, you don't let the negative get you down too much. And um, and that's one of the reasons I want to talk to you first is because, you know, I mean, these are extraordinarily bad circumstances. But, well, I mean, that optimism, I mean, can you tell me sort of, I mean, you're determined to to fight back and get the industry back. I mean, where to from here? Where do you see it? You know, when we get to the, when, if we get the curve down. You know, what do you see happening in the future with hospitality?
0: Mate, I I, I think again with with government support, we will we'll get to the point where the health crisis um, is averted, and we know where the end game is with it. And then the economic crisis that we're in will be the massive focus to pull us out of that. And there's only one way to do that, and that's jobs. So I think we'll get to the point where we will get a chance to, to reopen um, and we'll open and we'll, 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 we'll talk to our beautiful customers, you know, statewide and then domestically. And then finally at the end, you know, hopefully sometime this year, um, we start to open international borders. And that might happen, I sent, uh, you know, country by country, New Zealand, Japan, Singapore, um, Hong Kong, places that have got um, the pandemic under control and then finally the world. And so it's going to be, Huck's very much a staged um, recovery, I think, um, and it will be step by step, but we will bring on and train um, and, and we will welcome back our amazing staff that worked with us previously um, and then we will continue to, to grow, grow, grow the business. So, so, you know, I always, my, my, my one way of getting through life, no matter what people and things are throwing at me, is that I, I absolutely understand that I cannot control what I can't control, I can't panic about. I have to look at only the things that I can control and I have to work with those. And And when I do that, I often find that it's a really calming influence on me and that I understand that, you know, whatever wh- whoever's losing their head around me, as long as I don't lose mine, it, it's going to be okay in the end. And I, and I don't say that flippantly because I know a lot of people um, may well uh, have long-term unemployment out of this, and I know a lot of people may lose their their, their their businesses and their livelihoods. But I think if we hunker down and if we get the right support from government um, and each other, we we will come out the other side.
1: Mate, I'd really, really appreciate you talking. It's these extraordinary circumstances. You know, it's um it's been quite a week, and when I texted you and asked you to do this, you replied like instantly. And put your hand up and that, and that's what you've always done and um, made it hopefully um we can get people talking get people inspired get people staying safe and um and get out of the weeds
0: looking after each other yeah that's right man I, i'm i'm also hoping for some great leadership from government you i i i i watched a press conference last night which turned into a rabble and i and i would and i would just say to scott morrison You know, we really, really need addresses to the nation. We don't need press conferences. We need to look at people and go, they're in control. They've got our destiny in their hands. They know where they're going. We can believe there's a way out of this. And I would just say to every government leader at the moment, please lead. Please address the nation. Please work on the positives and please don't have rabble 40-minute press conferences. We don't need that.
1: 100% agree, mate absolutely agree um thank you so much neil you're a legend um
0: pleasure hopefully
1: hopefully we can um you know get through this and um hopefully this series we can share some stories and um help those that need it in the sector because geez they've given us the most extraordinary cultural hub on the planet and um and we need it back for (laughs) everyone
0: (laughs) we do mate we need to laugh again and we need to drink again and we need to cheers each other but thanks for calling hugs
1: Alright mate. Take care. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huxstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of Australia's hospo community, suppliers and producers in search of hope during this pandemic. A special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Stay safe, isolate and be well.